Hey y'all, what's up, what's up? It's your girl Jamila Nunez and I'm your host for our special series called Being Black. Um, In this podcast series, we are going over black owners, black businesses, black artists, black community members, anything black, anyone black, any being black, all in San Diego, just to speak our truths, our experiences, our opinions, and our perspective in regards to the local San Diego community, but also in regards to today's society. So if you like what you hear, please share each episode, which one you like the most, whatever you'd like. Um, And if you feel like you want to interview and get your voice out there, please reach out to us. Um, All of our information will be in each episode detail. And yes, hope you enjoy. Thank you. Well, how are you, first of all? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing, you know, just trying to adjust with this you know new moon and also this moon time cycle so oh yeah you know how that goes <laughs> yeah of course I just got offline and yeah I'm feeling like myself again I'm feeling re-energized like I can finally yeah. do things and just just yeah be more productive catching up on rest exactly like people don't understand like I'm really trying to figure out how we can make this like a mandatory thing where like when we are on our moon time we don't go to work we don't go to school like for that time period because it's such a people don't realize how heavy it is and how like how much it can be you know yeah energetically it's just like you your energy is already low your body is like rest and stretch and just Mm -hmm. eat, eat something that will like ground you but like yeah life just doesn't allow for that space you know it doesn't and that's what I was thinking like yesterday I was eating a whole bunch of fruits I was stretching I was laying mm-hmm. in bed I went to work and I after an hour and a half I was like I can't do this like I literally, yeah, literally. cannot do this like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so they like let me go home but I was like wow like when you're really in tune and like very aware and mindful of your body you see how much it is like exactly it's and it's so hard much. to like ignore that it is. It's like, like, no, I'm not going to put my feelings and my body's pains aside so I can make money for you. Like, no, like exactly. I need to take care of my body. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Well, yes. Well, that was our intro, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, that's uh, well, thank you again for, you know, allowing yourself to interview with us and then, you know, speaking up for who you are, allowing your voice to inspire others. It's really, really I think it's very important, especially in our times now with what we're facing and how we're trying to make this movement happen. Um, So again, I appreciate you just coming on here and holding space with us. You know, I really do appreciate it. Yes. And I appreciate you reaching out. Um, This is like the first time I've ever done something like this. And (laughs) yeah, I was a little bit nervous. I still feel a little, you know, um, but just just working to overcome that because I do feel like it's a part of, um, I guess. Okay, I love you too. <laughs> um, I I feel like it's a part of like what I'm supposed to be doing here, um, mm-hmm. to. I guess just like, talk to people and like talk in front of people and like, let folk know what's up, you know. 
Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. and it's okay to be nervous. And you know, it's because you're, you're, you know, you're putting your vulnerability out there. And mm-hmm. then also just really speaking up is something that we're not used to, you know, and so being able to do that, it paves a way for the future generation. So it's just like, this is this is a start. This is only the start. So you're okay to be nervous. You can cuz you can be you on here, right? I tell people um in other interviews too, it's like this is I want you to be your most authentic self. I don't want you to hide anything. I don't want you to suppress anything. If you mm-hmm. feel like you want to say something, like please by all means do so because I am someone who says exactly what she wants, when she wants, and how she wants it. Right. So right. I want to hold that space so others can do the same and not feel ashamed, you know? Mm-hmm. So Yes, ma'am. Well, let's, you know, kind of just get into it. Um, just okay, tell us a little sure. bit about yourself and who you are, what you do, how you identify yourself, all the good okay. things. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my name is Jasmine. I go by Jasmine Ayana. Um, the kids call me Miss Jimmy, you know. Uh, oh. My pronouns are she, her, but, you know, any works. You know, sometimes I feel a little fluid. Sometimes I feel a little handsome. Mm-hmm. Um as long as you address me respectfully, it doesn't really matter to me. Yes, um, and I am an artist. I am a flower fairy. I work with like plants and flowers. And um, I'm also an activities coordinator for um, like after school programs. So I get to work with like black and brown kids in um, different communities and different like, um, like apartment complex homes, I guess. Um, and yeah, we do yoga, we meditate, we do arts and crafts and stuff like that. They like to talk about astrology and things. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I just get to like hang out pretty much. And that's just like my work. And then, um, like I said, I'm an artist, so I create and we, um, we go to like different events out here in San Diego and stuff like that. And just share like our, our art and our heart with the world. Yes. And so just for anybody who is really listening, um, she was one of our donators for Mm -hmm. um, our first brunch by the bay. And so I'm going to have her talk a little bit about that. But just please tune in on this part for real. (laughs) So go ahead and talk about your quantum leaf vibrations, please. Okay, yes. So quantum leaf. Uh Oh, I think we Uh can you repeat Hello? that? Sorry, we kind of we lost you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so quantum leaf vibrations is like, that's me. That's just what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with um, like different stones and metals and things um, to create EMF. Oh, I think we lost you. Okay. Okay, good. good. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you were talking about uh, quantum leaf vibrations and kind of just um, going into detail about how you move forward with that. Okay, yeah. So, um it kind of started, I guess, long before I realized it had begun. 
Um, mm-hmm. I was working with a friend that I met in yoga teacher training and we were doing um, like medium work and I needed a way um, for myself to just stay connected and stay grounded in my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, essentially like protect myself against like uh, other entities and energies okay. infiltrating like my vessel. Um, so mm-hmm. that's when like Shungite came into my life. And um it's just something that resonated with me like all these years, maybe like since 2017 or 2018, I think. Um, and then a couple years down the line, like I would collect little things in uh, my phone case, like leaves and, and fortune cookie fortunes or different little things that I liked. And um, I, I decided to like kind of put them together. Um, mm-hmm so that we could be like protected from these things that we keep in our pockets next to our reproductive organs. We put them next to our head, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and we're on them all day. We use them for like nearly everything. And um, so that's kind of how quantum leap vibrations came about. And I do source like most of my like material locally. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just a really like fun way for me to embody all that I am and everything that I love. I love like plants. I love being outdoors and picking flowers and things like that. And I also really enjoy feeling like a mad scientist and an alchemist. So, um, (laughs) you know, to like bring the two of those things together and create something that I'm able to like share with people I love, um, and people that resonate with it, people from all over, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing to have created and to have seen like from the ground up and to still like, you know, it's, it's all me. This is my shit, you know? Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's so, it's so cool to um just have this for myself. And, and even just to hear you say that, I'm like, oh my God, it's me. You know, it's still very yes. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, so the first time we met guys, um, we did a sacred feminine. We were vendors at this event, and I was so nervous. I was like, "Oh my god, this is my first event!" Like da da da. And her and Gabe were the first people I came and talked. I was like, "So please tell me how right. to do this." <laughs> you know? Yes. And they they provided me with so much like positivity and just uplifting words and just motivation to keep going regardless. And then ever since I talked to both of them, like I was like, okay. I was grounded. I didn't have any worries. I was like, okay, I got this. But mm-hmm. from that day forward, like I made sure that I was like linked in with both of them, you know? Yes. So like, she is the real deal. Gabe, hopefully we can get her on here too. Yes. Um, yes. But yes, like just so you guys know, um, I've met almost everyone that I will be interviewing. If I haven't, I will, you know, but yeah, she, she's doing the damn thing out here, y'all. Just, just so y'all know. <laughs> yes, thank you for that affirmation. And um, yeah, yeah, for those listening, if y'all have not seen like her work in person or come to an event or anything, that is definitely an experience that everyone deserves to have because like, like she said, we met at like her first event and I was very shocked. I was like, wow, like, your presentation and just how you represent yourself is 
like it's beyond words you know like I would not have guessed that that was your first time doing something like that you know (laughs) of course I really I really admire that because it takes a lot of courage to like like you said put yourself out there whether it be like talking on a podcast or sharing like your heart with everybody you know Mm -hmm. in in physical form um so yeah big ups to you and for those also that don't know, Gabe is my partner. Um, yes. yes, that's my gal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will have Gabe on here too one day when we can catch her. But okay, yeah. um, that that would be a nice little interview that we can have with both of you too, since you guys yes, are partners definitely. and doing this, you know, this movement together. I really love the arts. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll definitely get you two both on a um, an interview yes, together. That would be nice. That. Okay, well, let's just dive in a little bit. Um, okay, so how do you sure. identify yourself in today's society? Um, I honestly, at this point in my life, um, I can't really, I guess, like, take away how the world, like, perceives me. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like labels, you know. Right. Um, I do identify as a Black woman. Um, I identify as, I guess, queer. Um, and yeah, I can't really separate myself from that in any, in any lens, whether it be my own or the lens of others, you know? So, um, that's something I'm learning to like embody when I look in the mirror now, like for a long time, that was a really, uh, challenging thing for, I guess, me to accept, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I do come from like a mixed background. My mom is Filipino and my dad is Jamaican and having like a woman um, influence that that she looks like me, but she is not the same as me, you know, mm-hmm. um, coming up was a little bit challenging to navigate um, because certain things we didn't really see eye to eye on, you know? Yeah. Um, there would be a lot of instances where people would ask if I was adopted oh wow which is really crazy especially to ask like a child you know yeah Um, it's it's really like inappropriate um and so for a while I fought with myself I was like okay yes I'm black but I'm also like my mom um Mm. okay I'm like my mom but I'm also like you know just just navigating like that that whole like identity thing I guess you know yeah um but yes now like I'm just like okay I am what I am who I am and like I can't really I can't really hide that especially being like out here Mm -hmm. um (laughs) that has just become a little bit more um I I feel more comfortable like standing in that right so okay so let's let's because that was going to be my next question is like what your upbringing was like in your childhood so Mm -hmm. because you are mixed Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you had to suppress some parts of your identity because what you displayed wasn't, you know, what you are, you know, in a sense? Um, so like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess so. And okay, so I was born in Maryland. I don't remember much of it. I moved out. I moved to uh, Texas when I was like nine. Um, mm-hmm. And I stayed until like I graduated high school so that was like the bulk of like my upbringing and Mm -hmm. um all my friends were black most of my school was like black and brown 
um, like white kids were definitely the minority. Um, oh, wow. So that was, yeah. And that was definitely, um, I don't know, just, just an interesting space to be in, like, especially growing up out there. Um, I didn't really feel comfortable being like a full expression of myself mm-hmm. as far as like um, being queer, even like certain things like they didn't understand um, like you can be you can be more than one thing. A lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. were like, oh, if you're not black, you're white. And I was like, I'm not white, you know. Yeah. Um, and just just being questioned, I guess. I never really mm-hmm. felt like I had to like suppress it, but I felt very, um, I don't know. They would like, they would like pick and poke at me. So you had to be things, like defend, you, know? you had to like defend yeah. it if anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So I, I didn't, I don't assume anything anymore, but I didn't want, I didn't know you were like mixed with Filipino. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a whole different ballpark too. So, yeah. um, so then like, with your upbringing, um, do you feel like your environment, like with having a Filipino mom and a Jamaican dad, like did it have an impact on who you are? Or did it shape you? Like what, like what were some things that you feel like could have hindered you as well in being your yeah. full self? Right. I do feel um, it shaped, of course it shaped me, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. like what I saw in the house. I got to, I got to experience like, different cultures different foods um I go to like I grew up with um a I don't like to call him stepdad like a bonus dad but Mm -hmm. um he's also black and I grew up with like his side of the family all my cousins and stuff um so I got to experience like that part of like my life and that part of like culture and on my mom's side like I had my grandmother and all my cousins who were also mixed you know Mm -hmm. um so I never really questioned like seeing um I guess like people that look different from one another or kids that look different from their parents like I don't I I kind of navigate the world like I guess a little bit differently Mm -hmm. um just based on like what what I've seen in my own household (laughs) um and I know like um yeah, just everyone can kind of show up in in very different ways. Like even my cousins on like my dad's side, um, like one of my aunties had like what nine girls, and all of them look different from one another. So I never really questioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, why some are light and why some are dark? Why some have curly hair and wavy hair? You know, like yeah, that was never really like um, a thing for me. But I do remember my mom. Um, was it my mom? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was my mom or my aunt told me um, when my mom got pregnant with me, my grandma was like really <laughs> upset mm-hmm. that not that my mom was so young and so pregnant, but that my dad was black. And mm-hmm. so she literally like got on her knees and was like crying and like, why me? You know, like, it's not you. It didn't happen to you. Right. Um, and you know she's she's older and she's very traditional but I still have to like remind her like yeah you know like this is who we are like me and my siblings and all of my cousins you know like she'll comment on like uh, my nieces and nephews like hair or my cousin's hair my brother came out here one year and they were like oh were you at the beach so uh every day like you're so dark and I'm like he's black and they get mad (laughs) when I say things like that 
and I'm oh like I I don't really know like what else to say to make you realize you know yeah yeah wow yes, oh, that's, it's, that's it's so very, interesting yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> at this point yeah all I can do is just laugh because like what what else can you do like I've spent right. a lot of time being angry and and feeling like I don't know just like targeted even within my own family but like no it's it's whatever at this I'm, point it's like it is what it is <laughs> exactly and I've realized like not just in my family but just in my in my line of work in in mm-hmm. life in general I feel like I am here and I exist solely to make you question everything you think you know and everything you thought that yep. was you know what I mean so mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that yes I, that's what that's exactly what I like to hear mm-hmm. like people 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 live by labels sometimes and people live by identities and Mm -hmm. that's why I ask the question sometimes too because some people are just like I I don't know it's like but I thought you did you know so it's just like it's just having people really be more mindful of like what they limit themselves to you know and so so thank you for sharing that 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 gives a little bit more insight and just you know more knowledge about you now you know thank knowing you. more about you was really always going to be amazing um yeah. so you moved to San Diego is what I was hearing mm-hmm. um when you first got here what are your thoughts about San Diego um I I'm not gonna lie I was shook I was like <laughs> Okay, first of all, there's no mountains in Texas. Um, Like I said, I grew up around, like, a lot of Black people. And Mm -hmm. to them, like, doing outdoor stuff, like, the only people that I talked to, like, in school and shit like that, that would go fishing or go hiking or whatever the hell was, like, real country, real, like, white folks. And (laughs) so I didn't really experience things like that in my, Mm -hmm. like, younger days. But when I came out here, I was like, oh, I'm in. Like, I'm here for this, you know? Right. But it was definitely culture shock because even, even like me, I had never, like, been around so many white people in my entire life. <laughs> and so I was like, what am I going to do, mm-hmm. you know? Um but I was staying with my aunt and uncle and they had a like goddaughter that moved from Sacramento to here to go to SDSU. Mm-hmm. And so like they introduced us together. And then when she was going there, that's how I met like some of my friends. Um, initially it was just like party friends, but I was like, okay, so we're out here, you know, like right. here we are. Um the, there are like black people in San Diego that they're just hiding or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah and eventually like as I grew up I can't remember like how exactly um I came into like I guess the like black and like hippie and like spiritual community mm-hmm. um but just going to other places that weren't just like state parties or the club um Mm -hmm. I just started meeting different people and I I kind of found like my circle that I keep like very close to my heart you know like through um through black expression through like different yoga classes and different 
even like Sunset Kava and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, different like black spaces that exist here, like for for that purpose to like network and to like, you know, exist as yourself um, out here in a space where it's like, there's only so many of us, so we might as well like stick together. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. So mm-hmm. with it being a culture shock, um, how did you feel being like woman in San Diego? Like even from like culturally shocked to like now, how, how do you feel? Um, yeah, so I guess for a while, because um, like I said, growing up, it's not really something I had to think about. I was just like, I, I, I just am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as we get older, like society starts to creep in and makes you like, um, how do I want to say, like decide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you said, like label, 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 yeah. label. Who are you? What are you? You know? Mm-hmm. Um so I think like being out here, that's kind of like when I realized I was like, oh, like I'm kind of like expected to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, I don't know. I just, I feel like I, I made myself very small. I was trying to fit into like certain boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was very sad and I I just felt so fucking miserable and I looked in the mirror every day and I felt like that wasn't me you know I didn't know who this person was looking back at me or I was just trying to like I don't know become them if that made sense that makes sense that makes perfect sense yeah but I didn't recognize that person as myself yes that's exactly what I wanted to hear I've Mm -hmm. done a couple of interviews already and um some of them, they just, they said what they said, you know, and I always respect, mm-hmm. but this is what I want to hear too, um, because I resonate that a yeah. lot. Like I'm from San Diego, born and raised, mm-hmm. and I am mixed as well. So to hear someone else validate that, especially mm-hmm. coming from a different state in a different environment and how, you know, mm-hmm. background, like that, that's what I wanted to hear. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's very, very different here. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it really wrong. is. but there's Um, a lot of differences that we all don't face or choose not mm -hmm. to recognize exactly and I I feel like and this is something I I constantly battle with just being out here like I realize like we're in California we're in San Diego you know it's it's a melting pot like people from Mm -hmm. all over the world are here you know it's so uh open and like progressive but like why is it that we still have to exist in this way Mm-hmm. and and cater to cater to people that like have no taste mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially yep. have spice no flavor exactly no, you know? no flavor <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes you put it in the perfect way like I, I completely agree with you like I said I I moved back in like 2020 and I was in the Bay Area. I was in mm. Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose, but my favorite Ooh, spot yes. was Oakland. Mm-hmm. All the black of course. community. And it was everything. I was able to breathe. I was able to just be and walk down the street and be acknowledged exactly. of, of the queen that I am, you know? Exactly. And so coming back here, it was like a whoo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me uh 
let me try to get these shallow breaths going, you know, let me start breathing again. So it's Mm -hmm. just, it's it's one of those tough things that I don't think we all recognize if we're from here um, to leave and come back and be like, whoa, it is actually pretty suppressed here. You know, there's, there's all these different cultures and this and that and so many, you know, it is progressive and it is very liberal, but at the same time, we have to we have to fit in certain boxes. We have to check certain boxes off. Right. We have to be a certain way. Being California, Hollywood, like people see right. it that way. So it's exactly. like now we all have to fit this image. Mm-hmm. But I say hell no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's not me and that will never be me. No. So with that being said, with like the suppression and just, you know, fixing, you know, who you who you're supposed to look like, looking in the mirror and not um, you know, acknowledging who this person is or not even knowing who this person is, like in regards to mental health as a, you know, Black woman in San Diego, um, what are your views on it in today's society? Mm. Like my own mental health or just overall? I would say overall or even with yourself, you know, being a Black woman, um, especially growing up the rest of your, you know, your livelihood here, mm-hmm. Um where you do you feel like you have you know access proper access to resources if you were feeling that way and like especially Mm, at a younger age you know um honestly to put it straight no Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I went to like school for psychology and I wanted to be like a like what do you call like talk therapist like sit Mm -hmm. on my couch and I'll ask you questions and all that shit Um, because I realized like I was going to therapy for like a little while and I was just like this this woman this white woman that I'm talking to will never get it Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't really matter what I say Um, she won't really see me like fully like I need to be seen like in this moment and even like being in school Mm-hmm. I was like one of the only women and usually like only the woman of the only woman of color in like those spaces. So it was really yeah. interesting to see how much um just just knowledge and awareness has um has an impact on like our communities, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I did drop out. I am not afraid to say it um cuz fuck that it was it really was not sitting right with me um and in my own life and in my own experiences finding like my community has definitely been like the therapy that I need mm-hmm. um but I also realized not everybody has that and not everybody even knows that they need it mm-hmm. um so yeah, it it's it's really unfortunate um that we live in a space where where and not even just here, it's I guess like everywhere like I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people are going without like what they need without even realizing, without even having the awareness like mental health is so important and like having an outlet whether it be like talking to a person or some form of creation or or movement, you know, like yeah. not knowing that that is is something that can like 
help heal you on on like a cellular on a spiritual level is is yeah i completely agree with you um Mm -hmm. we we've because even speaking from my own experience too it's like i felt all of these things but i didn't know how to maneuver through them nobody taught me exactly nobody Mm -hmm. taught me the proper way you Mm -hmm. know no one's no one said if you just sit quiet and breathe and focus on your breath and just not let your breath, you know, your thoughts consume you, mm-hmm. I would have been better off, you know, right. really that much, you know? Exactly. So, um, yeah, I completely agree. We didn't have the proper access to resources growing up and mm-hmm. we still don't, you know, exactly. um, even with the pandemic happening and the increase in mental health issues, um, you have to wait. Through, moving back me myself I was going through a mental breakdown and mm-hmm. so for me to find a therapist they said well the next one we have available is in three weeks I need you now you exactly. know so it's like how can you put me on Medi-Cal and government support and then not provide me the actual things that I need like a therapist or someone right. who I exactly. can talk to you have all of this money all of these foundations all of these you know, insurances to cover all of it, but I got to wait three weeks. Right. Like, you know, so it's just, just to tap on that is thank you. Like not a lot of us don't have that. A lot of us. I feel like um, too. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're you're fine. Um, I, I feel like too, like it's cause I am this way and I see it a lot too, with just like people I know people just, just being able to like exist as myself and see like recognize like these traits in other people mm-hmm. I feel like it's so much easier to just just push it off to the side mm-hmm. you know and because you don't have that space um for you or you don't create that space for yourself like a lot of people um and this is something I work through too with myself is just like just brushing it off and pretending like oh it's no big deal you know I'm okay Um, we always say like, I'm okay. When someone asks you, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. You know? Um, because it's like, how do I even begin to touch on like how not okay I am? Exactly. And And then when you touch on one of them, it's like, it'll, you don't know how to process that. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. all of it will come Mm -hmm. and then we're forced to believe in society the way they raise us. It's like, showing emotion being vulnerable crying is weak you know Mm -hmm. and so with that on another belief as well it's like we really can't open up or we feel like we can't so yeah thank you girl yes (laughs) (laughs) no for Um, real but so like um so with everything going on in today's society the shootings the killings like do you ever Mm. feel triggered by these tragedies that are occurring (laughs) Okay, absolutely. Can I? Can I even just? <sighs> All right. Yes. Short answer, long answer is yes. Um, like I told you, I work with children. Um, I don't work in a school setting specifically. I used to. Um, but when I was working, I used to work in like elementary school pre like pandemic. Um, and there was one black child and he was being raised by his like estranged uncle. Um, but 
I was like, okay, I have to like be here for this, this child. And Mm -hmm. even in that space, I just felt like, I never want to say like a child is undeserving, but they didn't value like the things that I had to offer them. Mm. If that makes sense. sense. Um, And then after that, like a couple months ago, like January to like, what, like March, I was working as a preschool substitute. And um, again, it was just like, it didn't really hit. Um, But there was a instance, there were, there have been a couple instances working like with kids and in like a school system where I just felt like, oh shit, you know, like this is real. This is what's Mm -hmm. happening. And, and here I am. And what the, how do I like fit in? Like, what do I do now? You know, like we had a, it was like a, like a fire drill, like a fake fire drill. Mm -hmm. But I was working with like toddlers. Half of them can't even fucking walk. Yeah. And so I was like, if this was real, like we'd just be, we'd just be here. Like, whether it be a fire drill, an active shooter, anything, like, we would just be fucking sitting ducks because they couldn't turn on the alarms because the kids would cry, you know, like, and that's not real life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I was just really surprised at how, how do I say, like, I don't know, just, like, systematically, like, these things happen and nothing is done. Mm-hmm. And I guess just like individuals are expected to um, like fend for themselves, even children, you know, like I yeah. in the elementary school I worked in, you know, like at school, they'll have like, if you're sick and this is how you cough, you cough into your elbow or this is how you wash your hands. You know, they've had this all all over. But more recently, like I've seen, this is how to create like a tourniquet and stop bleeding. Oh, wow. They didn't say like for what, but you know, like it's, it's implied. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And, and now in my work now, um, like I said, I work in like apartment complexes. So I go to like their like community center rooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the one that I'm at, like most of the time, um, all four walls are windows, like floor to ceiling windows. It's all glass. So I'm like hyper aware of who's walking past and who's stopping to look in because it's me and a bunch of kids. Yeah. And of course they're doing kids shit. Like they don't think about things like that. But um, the other day, Tuesday, actually um, we had an incident and I really had to, center myself before talking to them I really had to like take a pause because Mm -hmm. they um I guess like you can see like the whole apartment complex it's it's fucking huge too there's like Mm -hmm. over 200 people living there apartments and like condo townhome thingies so there's a lot of people and there's a lot of kids that come and so I'm helping somebody with homework and I hear the door open and I always tell them, let me know if you're leaving or if you're coming back. And I always tell them, don't open the door. But they're always like, Miss Jasmine, it's this person. Miss Jasmine, it's this person. But I hear the door open. So I'm like, okay, somebody's, somebody just came in, you know? Um, but when I look up, I don't see anybody new. Mm-hmm. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody in the kitchen. 
because there's like a little kitchen and mm-hmm. it's this grown ass man in the refrigerator and I was like that's weird mm-hmm. and so I'm like can I help you and he was just like oh yeah you know I just thought all these kids were in here by themselves you know I thought you were one of the kids which okay like I get that a lot you know Ugh. but why not say something when you walk in at all and why go to the fucking kitchen like this is your house right and so like I was just like yeah I'm here you know like I got his name he told me where he lived because at first he wasn't even gonna tell me his name I was Mm -hmm. like no like who are you and what are you doing here Mm -hmm. and so after he left I just kind of had to pause and I say that to them too I'll be like pause Mm -hmm. um meaning like stop everything you're doing right um and I was just like does anybody know who that was? And it was crickets. Mm. And I think that's when they realized like, like, okay, this is why she's like this when it comes to like leaving and coming back or just opening the door because, and it's, it really fucking sucks that it had to be that way. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it's scary like, with everything It was really, It now. really shook me. And it really shook me more because, like, they're just fucking kids. Like, the youngest is, like, seven. The oldest Mm -hmm. is, like, 11. But even an 11-year-old, they're like, okay, whatever, you know? But I Mm -hmm. told them, I was like, yo, like, nobody knew who that was. He could have just been somebody that walked up off the street and saw y'all in here or saw me in here. And and they were like, I was like, he could have been a pervert. And someone said, he could have been a serial killer. And I don't like saying, Mm -hmm. like... I don't like talking about certain things like in that space. Like we don't say dead. We don't say kill. They have to be more creative with their words because mm-hmm. their words mean things, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was like, I wasn't going to say it, but like, yes. And that's a very real like thing that could have happened, you know? And mm-hmm. even to just say that and not put the blame on, like you open the door for them. But I was like, mm-hmm. this is why we don't open the door. This is why we have to be mindful of like who's walking in and who's walking out. Mm-hmm. and who's walking past because everybody can see inside here yeah and I never want to like put fear in their heart and I feel like that's like a lot of the like the the goal and the idea is to just like put fear in everyone's heart when things come when things happen like this but mm-hmm. it's just to have that awareness you know just just yeah. be mindful of your surroundings and be mindful of like who you allow into your space Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, like, it's a safe space. If you ever feel like somebody's watching from outside or if you ever feel, like, uncomfortable, like, let me know because it is, it's literally, like, my job and my job only to make you feel mm-hmm. safe here, you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, it, it can be a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I got the chills <laughs> and you. I'm like, <laughs> It can be a lot of fucking pressure, like, especially there, like I said, like, all four walls are glass we're right off El Cajon Boulevard so like Mm, a lot of like um like unhoused people walk by and they'll stop and stare um but I always make it known like you're watching but you're also being watched right I may not remember your name but I never forget a face exactly um so yeah even like um communicating that with like the person that I work under Mm -hmm. was a little bit weird yeah um but I was just like okay I'm just gonna 
take matters into my own hands. I'm never really in a position where I don't have like my phone um, or yeah, just like a place to go. But yeah. And I don't like to like manifest these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like just keep thinking about it and like, like eventually you attract it, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, just being aware that that is like a possibility in like anybody's life, anywhere you're at, you know? So Oh, yes. yes. Yes, ma'am. That that was definitely a trigger for you. I can I can hear <sighs> it in the mm-hmm. in the change in your vibration mm-hmm. through your your frequencies. Yes. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a real thing and people people don't understand that like triggers show up in different types of ways. For example, yours was a perfect example. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he may have or could have been harmful, you know, or he mm-hmm. may have been harmless. But the in the end the result was that this unknown person walked in with a room filled of children mm-hmm. experiencing everything that we are hearing and about society and things that are mm-hmm. happening we have to be aware we have to be more mindful of our surroundings and what's going on in our presence so yeah. that that's that's i i love the fact that you know you you tell your kids to pause you know to breathe yeah. to just Mm-hmm. just stop for one second you know yeah um that's very I, very important and I always kind of like talk to them about that too because like being somebody who I don't have a degree or anything like that you know um and again these things should not matter but I I realize and just being the type of person that I am I can't help but notice these things they let anybody in the world work with fucking kids yeah they let anybody around kids and that is and that's really where like I put I like fucking extend my aura around everybody that I work with because I'm like yo like it's really they they just let anybody work with kids yeah and all of these th- I saw something the other day where it was like uh, in fucking Illinois or Iowa or some middle America state where a teacher was sending like a 16 year old nudes because he liked her and uh, wow. the age of consent is like six like no it doesn't matter that's a child no, that is and I have more, all like... of my siblings and all of my cousins are younger than me mm-hmm. so that's something that I'm like I I will fight for Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Like, it doesn't like the fact that <laughs> we are, um, we all have our own voices and we all have, you know, the power to say yes or no. But mm-hmm. we as adults know what is morally, ethically right mm-hmm. and what is morally and ethically wrong. And we, mm-hmm. we have some weird, twisted way. And I don't want to, I don't want to put shame on this person, but we all know, like, mm-hmm. that is exactly. Okay. That exactly. Is not okay. This Even like a forty-year-old and like a twenty-one-year-old, it doesn't matter. Like it's weird. Yeah. It doesn't make it any less weird. It doesn't. It's, mm-hmm. That's a that's a twenty-year gap almost. Exactly. You know, like this person is still growing, not even knowing what they are, who they are. You know, exactly. their power. So like that gives that person like a way to manipulate and shift and guide their exactly. views. Exactly not being able to be their authentic authentic self because they don't know you know exactly exactly girl yes this conversation was everything that i needed (laughs) (laughs) yes well um we're gonna just touch on a little bit more we talked about a lot and i didn't even have to ask that many questions i just love how you 
how open and um, vulnerable you are with me, you know, like, yeah. this, is, this is, this is great. Um, it's, it's taking work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just opening my heart, opening my throat chakra um, and just being sure and, and grounded in, in the things that I say. And like I said, like just being, being more confident in who I am and what I'm about really um, shape that like, opportunity paved the way for like me to be able to do this right now you know this is not something I ever thought I'd be doing you know girl me too Um, (laughs) right you know um but it's what we need yeah yes it is it's definitely what we need and like you already touched base on like how you said I want to extend my energy because they let just anybody work with kids like what are some ways you feel like we can better protect our future generations, especially from the mm-hmm. suffering that you've experienced in the past that we're currently experiencing in society, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. Um, like I said, I feel like it's very common in like our communities to use like fear as a teaching tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, like I said, like with the, with the instance that happened the other day, like you don't want to instill that fear in them Mm -hmm. and navigating that, like learning to navigate that is, is really challenging, but just, just, just fucking trying, just having the patience to not get angry Mm -hmm. and to just like have compassion because like, a lot of a lot of times the way like people talk to children their own children or children that don't belong to them you know like you wouldn't even talk to like your friends like that mm-hmm. you wouldn't talk to like your fucking sibling like that so like why is it that you feel you know you need to I don't know just belittle someone because they are littler than you you know yeah um so I do feel just like empowering them to be who they are and like me existing as like a queer black teacher um I don't I I see this a lot too and I I I don't want to get off topic but I I I see this a lot like people um I I don't know what to call it like influence Mm -hmm. um kids to like I don't know like come out or be gay or whatever it is Mm. um you know Um, but I, me, myself, I just feel like I'm just going to hold space for you to exist as you are. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to encourage like anything more or anything less than that, you know? Yeah. And we can, we can work on just like our like emotions and, and how to deal with them and, and different sorts of things. Like you're having problems with your friends. Okay. How can I address this? Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like how you exist in the world, like just, just allow them to be who they are and, and do what it is that they want to fucking do. They already know, you know, they don't need help figuring mm-hmm. it out. Um, but if they do, they will ask, you don't have to like pry or tell them, um, what it is like they, they will definitely teach you more than you think more than mm-hmm. you realize, like. Yeah. They teach you more than like you're teaching them at all times. I'm constantly mm-hmm. learning from them. Um, and they know that. Yeah. They know that. 
So the question, guys, were what are some ways we can um, better protect our future generations? And she stated Mm -hmm. just pretty much holding space and providing that compassion and allowing them to find their own voice within themselves as opposed Mm -hmm. to us influencing and directing them in a way that Mm -hmm. we want them to be. And I think that's very, very powerful, Jasmine. Like that's that is something that I hold dear you know mm-hmm. I'm the same way I even when it's adults even to when it's little kids like mm-hmm. I want you to be you and you exactly. don't have to fake you don't have to put up a front you don't have to pretend to be this and that like I can mm-hmm. see past that and I can see exactly who you are. so why don't you just be who you are so I really exactly. love that I really yeah. love that thank you <laughs> mm-hmm. I also feel uh, like um just one more thing like I said earlier just like allowing them to voice when they're uncomfortable with something or just whatever it is that they're feeling just like allow them space to say that and and give them the tools whether it be like like the younger ones like maybe they don't have the words because a lot of times they are experiencing these things for the first time ever these emotions these scenarios Mm -hmm. anything whatever it is a lot of times it's the first time they've ever felt this yeah um so don't always expect them to like use words sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a picture sometimes it's a color sometimes it's a texture you know sometimes they just need a different way and sometimes and as an adult you know sometimes I don't have words Mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel like a cactus or you Mm. know I feel like a blueberry I feel small but I feel a little sweet you know like it's yeah no um, that's and it, that's exactly and it sounds silly is. but you know like it's it's very real and I feel like a lot more people need just we just need different ways of like expressing ourselves and 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 just like understanding things because there's there's no one size fits all exactly mm-hmm. and that's funny that you say that because even myself like when I go into describing something or I start to like, you know, respond to something, I'll say it in my way and someone will just be like, oh, this? And I'm just like, well, yeah, I guess if that's how you see it, you know, right. but being able to like get all that out and then get, right. or try to get it out and then get cut mm-hmm. off because they say it's just this. I'm just like, right. well, now I don't feel like my voice mattered at that, but you know, like right. my exactly. really, you know, so this, what she's saying, guys, is that it's very important because it can get dragged out into our adulthood and mm-hmm. not being able to express who we are and use our voice leads to suppression. So it's really, really important to allow kids, adults, anyone, anyone that you interact with to be able to respond and, you know, express how they feel in their own way and not mm-hmm. judge them for it and not, you know, mislead them to what your belief is you know so holding that space for them is very very important and also just hearing them out yeah providing a different outlet as opposed to words because sometimes we don't have the words not I I stay with words but sometimes (laughs) there's those times where I really don't have the words and I go dance you know Mm -hmm. exactly you you play a song you're like this is how I'm feeling I can't tell Mm -hmm. you per se but this is what it is you know so Thank you for pinpointing that because I think that's very, very important. Very, very important. And existing, I guess existing like as as a person, just just having okay, they're outside doing a whole lot. It's okay. (laughs) Um, Existing as like a person or just learning to move with like an open heart and with more compassion. Like our hearts are magnets. Mm -hmm. So 
even if you don't even if you think you don't understand like your soul will resonate with whatever it is they're expressing in whatever way you just have to like be open to receive that exactly and that's like what holding space looks like yes mm-hmm. my goodness well honestly i really just i want to close up the interview with just that because that is what's important holding mm-hmm. space and and giving that compassion and our, our hearts are very magnifying so if we're leading with hate what's all we're going to attract you know exactly. if we're leading with love that's what we're going to attract if we're holding compassion we're going to receive compassion and that's a friendly reminder not just to everyone out there but to me as well you know um that just hit home for me I'm just like oh my god yes like Mm -hmm. thank you Um, yes thank you you're welcome is there in any last thing you want to say is there words of encouragement to you know advice to the kids to come after us the generations even the adults listening you know anything you want to just put out there one last thing um All I can really say is stay beautiful. And if you don't feel beautiful, just know that you are, you know, tell yourself. And they always say, like, fake it till you make it. Like, sometimes you really just have to, like, say when we believe them. And you Mm -hmm. will, one day you'll be like, you know what? You're right, self. So just stay true to yourself. Stay authentic. Just, Just continue to exist as you are. Yes, I agree with her. Um, thank you so much, Jasmine Ayana. I really, really, really appreciate your time and your conversation and your words of encouragement and authenticity. It's definitely needed in everything that we're trying to do. And you have our support um, all the way. If you need anything, let us know. Um, if you guys aren't following her now, um, I will have her handles on for Instagram in the description for the episode. But um, thank you, Jasmine. You have a blessed day. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. You too. You're welcome. All right. Peace. All right. Bye.